It's time for a Swedish fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Today's episode is inspired by an article on Vox.com from 2017 that I accidentally stumbled on. The title of the article is I'm an American living in Sweden. Here's why I came to embrace the higher taxes. Tom Heberlein writes the article and I have a link to the full article at the bottom of the show notes. Hey son, hey, I am Pixel Pia and you are welcome to a Swedish fika where we will talk about taxes today. In the article, Tom Heberlein says, My wife and I have been dividing our time between jobs in Sweden and Wisconsin for the past dozen years. And I'm here to tell you that taxes in Sweden are not that high. To my surprise, I found that there are lots of things to love about the Swedish tax system. He then goes on to talk about six different reasons why he now learned to love the Swedish tax system. And in today's episode, I will use his six reasons as a starting point to discuss the Swedish taxes. The question is if they are as high as people assume. And I will look at some of the bigger differences between what you get for your taxes in Sweden compared to the US. I will only look at taxes from an individual perspective, not touching the subject of corporate taxes at all. This will be a general overview, and I am no expert on tax laws in Sweden or the US. Still, the article got me thinking, and even though I have always felt that everybody always say that Swedes pay so much in taxes, I have never really felt that I had more disposable income here in the US than I had back in Sweden. And Tom Heberlein showed me why it is so in this article. And before we start, a fun fact. The Swedish word for tax is skatt, which also can be translated as treasure. So let's start with his first point. And I quote, Swedish incomes taxes are not much higher than the US taxes, but they give you an education. US critics say that Swedes pay 56%, so the government takes over half of your money. This is not true. 56% is the marginal tax rate, for example, what high earners pay on income over a certain amount in both state and local taxes. Only 15% of Swedes pay tax at this rate, end quote. So let's look at the fact of the matter. Beginning with taxes for individuals on their income, most Swedes just pay the municipal income taxes. This tax varies depending on the municipality and ranges from 28.98% to 35.15%. For the income year of 2022, the limit for paying the state income tax is 540,700 Swedish krona, which is around $48,220. You pay state income tax at 20% on the income 
above this limit. So if you make around 600,000 Swedish krona, you pay 20% tax on the Swedish krona of 60,000 above the limit. Besides these taxes on income, we have a few other taxes for individuals. For capital gains, the tax rate is generally around 30%. If you make a profit on your property sale, the profit tax is 22%. Since 2005, there has been no inheritance or gift tax in Sweden. And since 2007, there has been no wealth tax. Point two in the article, and I quote again. Tax forms come already filled out. In Sweden, the four-page tax form comes in the mail already filled out. Seeing they look reasonable, as they always do, we sign with a text from our phones. And in 15 minutes, we are done, end quote. Most Swedes have confidence in the Swedish tax agency, the government agency in charge of collecting taxes and managing the civil registration of private individuals in Sweden. So who has to declare the taxes in Sweden and how is it done? The following information is directly copied from the Swedish tax agency's website. Who must declare? You must declare if you have received an income declaration sent to you. The declaration comes by post or to your digital mailbox. Sometimes you must declare even if you have not received a declaration. This is how you declare if you have not received a form. You who are going to declare but have not received a form can always log in with your e-identification, for example your bank ID, and declare in the income declaration 1 e-service. The content of the declaration. Here you will find the description of the content of the declaration 2022. Some information in the declaration is filled by the tax agency and some information you must fill yourself. And this is how you declare. You can declare in the tax agency app in the e-service incomes declaration by texting or calling. You can also declare by submitting the paper form. Get a tax refund. If you have tax to get back, the money will be deposited into your bank account if you have reported the account number to us. On this page, you will find information about when the tax refund will arrive and how to get paid. If you have to pay back tax. On your final tax statement, you can see how much you have to pay and when the money must be deposited in the Swedish tax agency's account. Until then, you can pay the back tax at any time. Even though I haven't paid taxes in Sweden for over 20 years now, I remember that I used to go online and submit my declaration of income. Back then, we couldn't use texting or the app, but we could log into the website and digitally sign our pre-filled declaration, which in my case always was correct. Now to point three of the article, and I quote again. There is no 
property tax. Property taxes go back to the founding of the United States. They are administered by local governments and must go to pay for school, local roads and other services. They range from a high of 2.38% in New Jersey to a low of 0.28% in Hawaii. Property tax was scrapped in Sweden over a decade ago. Property owners pay a much lower fixed fee, equivalent to 0.75% of the property's taxable value, but currently capped at 7,412 Swedish krona, or 661 US dollar each year. Depending on where you live in the US, this can be quite a lot of money you have to pay. The next point is where he talked about sales tax, and I quote, sales taxes in Sweden are higher but less noticeable. Sales taxes are high in Sweden, but you don't see them and that makes them easier to pay. If something costs a hundred kronor, you pay the hundred kronor. Only when you look at the receipt do you see that it costs 80 kronor and 20 kronor for VAT, value added tax. End quote. This is the value-added tax, which in Sweden translates to mervärdesskatt, but is usually called moms. 25% is the standard rate, but we have some exception. We have 12% for some food, non-alcoholic beverage, takeaway food, minor repair of bicycles, shoes and leather goods, clothing and household linen, hotel accommodation, restaurants and catering services, and some works of art and collector's items and uh, antiques. We then have A 6% reduced VAT on domestic passenger transports, books, including e-books, newspapers and some periodicals, admission to cultural events, writers and composers, admission to sports events and use of sports facilities. And then we have zero VAT on Medicine supplied on prescription or sold to hospitals. Printing and other services related to the production of magazines for non-profit making organizations. And intra-community and international passenger transport. This was one of the things that was very difficult to get used to when I first moved over here. The fact that the prices on products is not what you pay and at the cash register because you have to add the taxes. His next point is very interesting and I quote, we get cash instead of deductions. One of the reasons U.S. income tax preparation is so awful is that we try to reward certain activities by providing a tax deduction. If the Swedish government wants you to do something, they give you the money. For example, having children is good for the society and costs parents money. In the US, you get a deduction on your income tax for dependent. In Sweden, you get a check every month and you can use it to buy shoes. The process is simple, fair and totally clear and you don't have to do anything on your tax form. The money comes when you need it 
not a year or more later hidden in a tax refund check, end quote. Of course, the Swedish tax system has its fair share of deductions as well. Once again, I share information from the Swedish tax agency. When you make a deduction in the return, the income on which your tax will is calculated is reduced. This means you will pay less in taxes. How much less your tax will be depends on how high your tax is. And the list of deduction is long. So instead of me telling you, I will provide a link to the website here so you can look for yourself if you are interested. But I think the point is making is valid. Sweden has made it very easy for people to take advantage of things the tax money is supposed to pay for. The last point he made in the article would take us into the subject of what you get for your tax money in Sweden. And I quote again. High taxes give me more choices and freedom. But tax dollars are used to provide collective goods that are beyond the reach of any individual and that benefit everyone. These collective goods give the middle class more choices, not fewer. Not having to pay for college gives the best and the brightest the opportunity to attend any school they choose. Hiking trail systems like those we take for granted in Stockholm, I get to use for it for free and have more choices for hiking. If this were a suburb in Stockholm of 250,000, there would be train services and bus services several times an hour. The 33 million Americans who are still not covered by health insurance don't have much choice when they get sick. Paradoxically, it turns out the bloated, heavily lobbed, privatized U.S. system spends more tax money, $4,437 per person, than Sweden's socialized health care, which spends $3,184. I am not burdened by Swedish taxes. In fact, paying more allows me to increase my quality of life in a big way. End quote. So what are the Swedish taxes used for? Swedish public spending can be broken down into six categories. The highest percentage of tax money goes to social protection. And these are the number from 2021. Social protection, 31%. Public administration, 26%. Enterprise and economic development, 13%. Healthcare, 8.5%. Education, 7.5%. Defense, 5.5%. Public order and safety, 5%. Recreation, culture and religion, 1.5%. Environmental protection, 1.2%. And housing and community development, 0.8%. So let's take a look what these categories stand for. Social protection, the biggest part of the spending, include things like barnbidrag which is the monetary support for children up to 16. Föräldrapenning, the benefit to be able to be home from work to take care of your child for up to 480 days per child. And it also includes special benefits to stay home from work to take care of sick 
and disabled children bostadsbidrag the housing allowances for anyone who otherwise can't afford housing sjukpenning sjukersättning aktivitetsersättning and handicap ersättning these are benefits if you are ill or disabled and can't work arbetslöshetsersättning these are the benefits for unemployed which are time limited to 300 days 5 days a week which means a total of 60 weeks ålderspension och garantipension is benefits for those who retire and försörjningsstöd which are the benefits for anyone and their children who otherwise can't get reasonable standard of living. The next category was public administration, and I think that's self-explanatory, the cost of running the country. Then we have enterprise and economic development. This concerns creating conditions for more jobs and growing companies. The area includes conditions for entrepreneurship and enterprise, such as issues concerning regulatory simplification and supplementary funding and developing and strengthening the innovative capacity of Swedish companies. The area also covers targeted initiative in various parts of the business sector, state aid, geological and mineral issues, and information initiatives and advisory services to entrepreneurs and business operators. The next group is healthcare, and Sweden has a universal healthcare system. And if you are interested in me doing a separate episode where I compare the Swedish and the American health system, let me know by leaving a comment on my website or on YouTube. Then we have education. I talked about this in my episode about schools, but this includes costs not just for teachers and buildings. Students have free school materials, free school lunches, and so forth. Even university is cost-free for Swedes. The next group with 5.5% was defense. At 5%, we have public order and safety, and this includes services like police and fire department department among many other projects. At 1.5% we have recreation, culture and religion. This include administration of sporting, recreational and cultural affairs as well as the maintenance of zoos, botanical gardens, public beaches and parks, support for broadcasting services and where present support for religious, fraternal, civic, youth and other social organizations. Also included in this spending is grants to artists and art companies. At 1.2% we have environmental protection and this includes things like research to meet social challenges, fossil free travel and transport for climate and environment, including incentives and initiatives in the area of chemical to achieve the environmental objective of a toxin-free everyday environment with a particular focus on children and young people and also initiatives to protect valuable natural environments including marine areas. And the last of the categories is 
Housing and Community Development. Housing and Community Planning are about ensuring the smooth function of the housing market and financing of housing. It is also about the planning and design of environments and buildings. This area covers the housing market, surveying, that is geographic information and property information, and community planning and construction. So, even if it looks on paper that every Swede pays an enormous amount of their salaries in taxes, that is not, in fact, always true. And for those who end up in the marginal tax bracket, the value they get back will make up for the difference in costs compared to the US. As I said in the very beginning, I have never felt that my disposable income is higher here in the US even though I pay less in tax. There are so many other costs that I have here that I didn't have in Sweden. And a reminder again, if you are interested in me doing a deep dive into the health system comparing Sweden and the US, let me know. In my next episode, I will talk about how confusing the imperial system is to me and many others that use the metric system and why I think it's time for the US to think about maybe introducing more of the metric system over here. Until next time, as we say in Sweden, hey då! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook as a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixel Pia at Pixelpia at a Swedish Fika.com.